Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. You know, every week we bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. This week, we have got a friend, a personal friend. I love this guy. You're going to love hearing today from Warren Bird. Warren, if you do not know him, Dr. Warren Bird is from, uh, he's the Senior Vice President of Research and Equipping at the Evangelical Council for financial accountability. Um, Or that he's a friend. He's one of those people, and there's not very many of them, who I say, anytime you want to come on the podcast, Warren, you just let me know. And he reached out and said, I want to come on. I got something big coming up that I'm excited for you to plug in. Uh, Warren is is a gift to the church. He's a real friend. Warren, welcome. So glad you're here. Hey, thank you, Rich. And the feeling is mutual. I listen to Unseminary regularly. I encourage others to it, and I always uh, learn something. So uh, look forward to today. Yeah, so so excited for uh, this. For folks that don't know, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about your role? You're, the, you, I, I have, I, I just have so much respect for you. I oftentimes, I've, I know I've said this before when you've been on the pa- on the program in the past. I'm like, I play an expert on the internet. You are actually an, a church expert, uh, and so so many times I'm just echoing what you research you've done or work that you've done. Uh, so I I just just you know we're just so indebted to you. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Tell us about your work with ECFA. Kind of give us a, a, a who is Warren Bird? Why should we listen? Uh, kind of introduction. Well, the nickel tour is I love Jesus and I'm a frustrated evangelist and I wish I could win the world (laughs) Christ, but I can't. God didn't give me those gifts, but he did Mm. give me gifts to come alongside people like you and many others, especially pastors, and say, look, if I put tools in your hand, will that help you make wiser decisions, bolder decisions, uh, have more confidence and and Mm. go for it? And so that's led to me being, after pastoring for a number of years, the research director at Leadership Network and now at the, Mm -hmm. you said it so well, Rich, ECFA, the Mm -hmm. Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. And for Canadian Mm -hmm. counterparts, there's a CCC uh, uh, Mm -hmm. organization uh, in Canada. But um, Mm -hmm. where, where I get to, if you will, find best practices and put them in people's hands. And it so turns out, that this whole idea of church multiplication, we have like hundreds of ECFA members that are uh, into church planting or multi-siting. Mm-hmm. And so we said, mm-hmm. well, let's do some kind of a survey, clear the ground, show what the state of church planting of multi-site compared to church planting are today. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what we can learn and then put back in the hands of people uh, so that they can lead the charge all the better. Yeah, I love this. So friends, I, I want you to listen in. Uh, we're going to ask you to take an action today, but I want you to listen in uh, for this whole entire conversation. You're going to get some nuggets here that you're not getting anywhere else. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. There's a new, So one of the things, if you don't know about Warren, over the years, he's done a number of these studies that are literally foundational for, to us understand what's happening in the broader church. They are incredibly thorough. They're, this isn't just like when I do a survey, I send it out to a couple thousand people. You work on, you know, just real 
a research basis that's you know founded in like i say actual this this would be the largest cross-denominational survey of church multiplication that anyone has done and uh when we launched just last week uh we had 50 denominations and networks canada and the united states all pulsing their people so that we really get a representative picture uh, of what God is doing. And the last such national survey was one Ed Stetzer and I did that became the mm-hmm. book Viral Churches, subtitle uh, Helping Church Planners Become Movement Makers. Uh, and mm-hmm. so much has changed in the, by the time this comes out, 14 years since the research mm-hmm. there. And uh, it's time for a fresh look uh, and it. to see what God is doing, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. has church planning, has multi-siting changed? And if so, how, mm-hmm. but you know, how's it, fu- how's the funding? We just go a whole bunch of different directions. Uh, and the good news yeah. is we ask everybody just for 15 minutes. So Rich, if you mm-hmm. took the survey, you wouldn't get the same questions as Maria down the street, mm-hmm. as Jose, mm-hmm. you know, uh, across mm-hmm. the, the province or state. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody gets a slightly different set of questions, but if you'll give us 15 minutes, okay, maybe it'll take you 20. Um, we will then give you a report back. Uh, so you can see the state of uh, what's happening. Mm-hmm. We'll give you, we got Amazon gift card incentives. We've, we've got all, we'll come back to the incentives, but, but yeah, uh, absolutely. We're, so you've already got to this, but I want to, let's dig in a bit more okay, on, yeah. the, on I, why this study. So why do you, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So let's dig on on. So it's called New Faces of Church Planting. Why this study? Kind of what were some of your assumptions as you were putting it together? Why did you say, okay, now is the time for us to do this? Uh, you kind of dug into that, but give us a little bit more on that. Okay, New Faces of Church Planting. I am convinced that uh, church planting has shifted not only more from the suburbs to a more multi-ethnic urban context, Mm -hmm. but I'm convinced it's moved from being the solo church planter to much more of the team Mm -hmm. effort in terms Mm -hmm. of launching, Mm -hmm. and that it's, it's changed from being a standalone enterprise to being a very networked, supported. I, I planted Rich years ago. The first mm-hmm. church I planted, I remember going to the bank and to, to open up a bank account, and they laughed at me. They said, "You know, what kind <laughs> of account do you want?" I go, "I don't know." And and, right. and and now today, there was no manual. There was no anything to help mm-hmm. people. There was no exponential church planting conference. There was no unseminary podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, people are much more networked. So. Um, the funding patterns, everything we want to, I'm suspecting there is a new era. And, and here's what I'm convinced that as mm-hmm. goes church planting and multi-siting for that matter, mm-hmm. so goes mm-hmm. the rest of the church in the years that follow. In other words, the patterns, mm-hmm. the so experiments, the, uh, the, the things explored, the breakthroughs that these kind of pioneers, whether it's the, the local church plant or the, the connected with your campus multi-site, um, as they find breakthroughs, others pay attention, are influenced by it, and they will follow as well. So this is going to shape the whole North American church. Love it. So we usually, a typical weekend, the Unseminary Podcast, we have five, six, 7,000, it's in that range, listening. Um, who are you hoping will take this study? When you're you're looking for kind of a bullseye, who's the person that's listening in that you're thinking, mm, I really want them to, to, to jump on and take this survey? 
actually, I'm trying to, let me, let me say it two ways. One, I'm avoiding the yep. bullseye in that we use this thing called skip <laughs> logic. So it's like, well, church plant. So when you start the survey, you get like this initial fork. Are you more church planting or multi-site? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're multi-site, mm -hmm. I want to know, are you the multi-site director, meaning like the executive pastor, someone who's who mm -hmm. oversees? Well, I got a separate set of questions for you. Or are you the campus or location uh, pastor? Mm -hmm. And if so, I've got a specific set of questions for you. Or were mm -hmm. you multi-site and you're not okay, anymore? Cool. Well, I got a specific set of questions for you. So, so there's a whole <laughs> kind of like multi-site tree. Uh, let's say the tree's yep. got a big fork and the first fork is mm -hmm. multi-site with each with different branches and forks going along or mm -hmm. church planting. Okay. So, so are you in church planting? W were you in church planting? Were you maybe mm -hmm. part of a church planner and you finished? If so, is the church still open? If so, I got a question mm -hmm. for you. Or did the church close? Well, I want to know why from your perspective as you look back. Right. You know, help us understand uh, what happened and, and what can be learned from that. All right. Are you, you know, actively church planting? Are you the, are you the founding pastor? Because sometimes you have a mm -hmm. turnover of pastors uh, in mm -hmm. a church plant, let's say at year two or three or four. So, so we want to parse that out. So, so mm -hmm. it's all about the bullseye is multiplication. <laughs> yes, yes. So and basically, anybody that's been involved are, in anything, I've got a path for you. Yes. Okay. So basically, if you're listening in today and you've been involved in multiplication, really at any level, you've kind of had any engagement around the issues of multiplication, church planting, multi-site, whether you've been on staff or you're the lead pastor, the founding pastor, you're you know you're a campus pastor, all of those, all of those people. We're looking for you to take the survey. Is that is that is that yep. a way to say it? All of you, you get your own special branch, and you get you know yep. it'll be. I'm aiming at 15 minutes in terms of the question mm -hmm. count, and you mm -hmm. get to see the findings. Uh, you know, yeah, this it's, is great. Going to be great. It's it's going to really create metrics, uh, benchmarks, ratios, mm -hmm. uh, patterns, uh, both pre and post pandemic. Uh, where we're going to have really a picture of where the church mm -hmm. is now and where it's headed. And, and okay, so and I'm going to go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to ask you an inappropriate question. Hopefully our relationship can sustain this, Warren. It's been about a week since the survey has been open, man. I, and I know this is like the worst thing to ask someone who's, who's mid study. Are there any kind of early interesting findings, early things that you're seeing that you could let our audience in on kind of peek up under the hood a little bit again, you could turn me down. No. Oh, love it. Let's no, hear no, it. No. For you, Rick. <laughs> great. Um, because <laughs> we great. have 1,427 uh, participants love as it. of minutes before this call. So I prepped by mm -hmm. looking over uh, the mm -hmm. initial uh, frequencies and, and mm -hmm. so first, you know, a lot of things I can, I can tell you that, uh, that want surprise you, you know, like yes. okay, we say, well, well, what about your facility? We ask this both for church planters and for multi-sites. Um, you know, mm -hmm. do you lease it 24 seven? Do you lease it with limitations? Uh, do you mm -hmm. own it? Whatever. Um, lease with limitations is the, is leader. Uh, how old right. are you? Um, the average person, mm -hmm. ah, I better not say that. Well, I'll say that 42 years old, uh, <laughs> is either the campus pastor 42. or the church planter, which, which to me is very mm -hmm. exciting because that's much younger than the average pastor, uh, mm -hmm. in North America. Uh, here's another trivia. And then I'm going to get to, yep. to so, something that I think here, are the, some changes that I'm seeing. Right. Uh, we asked, um, 
when did you or will you become self-sustaining? And of those who, mm-hmm. who are at least three years in it, um, by year end of year three, 43% were self-sustaining financially, which is, which is, wow. I, I, I don't think we knew that before. And yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. very encouraging. Now, again, of those who aren't, I got a path down there, you know, to say, okay, right. so how are you funded? And I got all kinds of funding questions. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. I'll just go that way for a second. Um, yep. The top three leaders in terms of funding are uh, for church planters, at least, because multi-site pastors mm-hmm. tend to be on staff. But for church planters, mm-hmm. their own contribution by earning or their spouse's earning, mm-hmm. their denomination and or um, churches that have sponsored them. Um, so, mm. so there's skin in the game, but, uh, there's others helping, uh, which is exciting. So let me, let me shift. Let mm. me really spill the beans and give you, I think I, as I looked over the data, I jotted down here are seven things that I think have changed about, mm. um, church planting and I'll draw multi-site parallels, uh, where appropriate. Mm-hmm over the last, definitely over the last 20 years, probably over the last 10 years, and I'll do them as a countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, number mm-hmm. seven, we gave like 20 terms, you know, describe yeah. your either multi-site campus or church plant. And we gave them all kinds of words like they're like, including buzzwords, like, are you hybrid? Well, that's barely <laughs> used. Are you digital? You know, the mix of physical <laughs> and digital. I, I think uh, five, Eight percent so far have said we're fidgetal. Oh, it's that high? That's crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know anybody. I know we've been using that term, but I'm like, I, it seems like such an awkward term. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm I'm not prejudicing. I'm just telling you what people. Yes. Are yes. you are you a, a virtual or, or meta uh, church? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got four uh, percent saying yes on that. But the the win the the top of the heap are are you missional? That's the word that mm. people more. Now, this isn't theology. Mm. I got another question about that. Yep. And missional is yep. two degree theological, as all of them are in a certain yep. way. Yep. But here's yep. here was the big surprise for, for my number seven countdown. The second mm-hmm. most cited was mm-hmm. multiracial or multiethnic. Mm, you that. would not have had that years ago. No. There's no, in fact, I remember when I was in school, uh, and I've said this before on other podcasts, I remember when I was on, when I was in school, the only, it's ironic. I talk a lot about church growth. I only remember like one, uh, like lecture on church growth stuff. Uh, So it wasn't even a whole class. It was like one lecture and it was, and literally it was about the homogeneous unit, uh, principle of church planning, which is literally the opposite of multi ethnic. It was like, what you need to do is be like today. I don't even think you could get up and say that you could, what you need to do is everyone should be the same, like figure out how you get like the most narrowly defined cultural background. Um, and you know, plant from that. And that's in in my ministry career of two and a half decades that has completely turned upside down where that's, yes, I love but, that. That's exciting. But I think homogeneous today is multi ethnic society. Yes, right. That's what people that's what people and, are used to. That's and true. That's good point. what yep. we expect the church to be. Yeah, and, that's a good point. That's a good point. And yep. so that becomes the comfort zone, which, you know, yes. Revelation 5 9, the kingdom of uh heaven is gonna be every tongue, every tribe, every nation, mm-hmm, every culture mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're we're more into looking like heaven. 
and we've been helped by society moving that direction. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I now, love that. Number six is is small, but I, I think it's mm -hmm. it's happy. Do you own your facility? Do you rent it? What do you do? Mm -hmm. One third. Oh yeah. Um, Interesting. Which, huh. which in this era of well, we're all renting school buildings and all. Hell, not in the pandemic anymore. So I'm going to dig mm -hmm. deeper on that. But just to say that's an area we explore, and I think there are going to be some changes in that coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because that is just anecdotally with the churches I'm talking to, even on the multi-site front, that is for sure one of those things that shifted in the last two years where we, you know, we, we, there's a lot more churches looking at owning or, you know, more 24 seven type things. I think one of the things that the, and I listen, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of portable, but one of the, the things that really the pandemic pointed out to us was if you don't have control of your location, it can be very, very difficult, right? It can, you know, that creates extra potential grind. And the end, at the same time, there's an interesting con confluence there with the churches I'm talking to anyways. There's like the, can we, can we actually do what we're called to do? And we're more interested in community service stuff. And so we need space to do that. We need square footage to like run things that are, that are, you know, helping in the community. So anyways, so that's, well, that's you, cool. You number have six. led directly into number four in my countdown nice. of changes over the last decade plus, especially in church planning. I ask, what are you doing to create healthy disciples? In other words, yes, mm. technically we all, as soon as we follow Jesus, we're disciples. So I guess mm -hmm. we're really looking at disciple making. But what are you doing? Number one emphasis was the personal spiritual disciplines. You know, are we helping mm -hmm. you in your walk with, in your relationship with God, in your prayer life, in your reading scripture each day and the like? Number two, Rich, was service. Mm, service interesting, to interesting. the community and beyond the walls of the church. I don't think that's fascinating that. Um, and, and again, no, I, I gave about eight or nine options there. Um, and that service was number two. Number three definitely wouldn't have been was lifestyle of, and I gave three pairs, love, peace, joy, mm. justice, forgiveness and i forget the the last quality mm -hmm. but are you helping produce that kind of kind of people who that's the fruit of their life that they are living out in this case justice mm -hmm. whoa that would wow, not have been wide as widespread uh 10 or no. more years ago so interestingly so i i launched a released a book uh, four years ago, five years ago, Church Growth Flywheel. And we talk about five different things that, and this was based purely on my observation from at that point, 300 interviews with leaders from the fastest growing churches in the country. And the those churches that consistently fast growing churches, we're seeing them do community service things. Like we're seeing them do outreaches. We're going to mobilize our people, get out of their seats, industries, go do things. But interestingly, over the years, that chapter on community service is the one chapter that has done two things. One, it's it's got the most pushback. People are like, really? Is that really that important? Um, and it's the churches that actually said, you know what? We added that to our game and it made the biggest difference in what we were doing. We're, we're doing whether it's night to shine or we're doing, you know, these kind of community engagement service opportunities. So that's, that for sure in my own little world, I've seen a shift in that where, you know, that it's at the time it seemed like a, you know, like a radical idea, but I love that it's, we're seeing more and more churches 
actually do that, actually say, hey, how do we engage and, and serve the community? That's so good. And Rich, you didn't ask me to say this, but I read that book cover to cover and it's like sitting down with Rich Birch for a couple <laughs> sure. of hours and getting his sure. best takes on uh, on problem solving and areas to explore in your church. So that, that book's going to yeah. have a long tail for it. Yeah. You know, the bottom of the heap was in the, mm. what are you doing to create healthy disciples? Teaching people to put God first in their finances. You know, interesting. And yeah, you know, huh. the whole world is still struggling with living paycheck to paycheck and, and yeah, uh, being yeah. in, in a financial debt and looking for that freedom that, that I believe God's principles can help people mm -hmm experience hmm. uh besides that's an opportunity yeah opportunity all right yeah, yeah absolutely like I, i've over the years i've seen that with in the churches i've led when we've done dave ramsey or when we've done um you know joe sangle stuff like it's amazing how those you know it's it's humbling frankly as we help people get their finances straight it's like other um you know, the other parts of their, their kind of relationships and their, you know, their relationship with Christ, other things seem to come in line, which I guess makes sense. Money's such a big part of our relationship. What else? You, I cut you off there. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So we started with number seven was the terms mm -hmm. people use. Number six was, you know, your facility, do you own it? Number five was, what are you doing to create healthy disciples? Number four, mm -hmm. primary ethnicity. This is going to reinforce the multi-site. Number one, predictably mm -hmm. was Caucasian. Number two was not Hispanic, Asian, uh, mm -hmm. or other ethnicities, but it was multi-ethnicity or multiracial. Mm -hmm. So again, mm -hmm. this is becoming the norm, and, and I'm convinced as churches go, new churches, new campuses, uh, yeah, so goes the rest. Number three is, I, I ask it two ways. One is I ask the individual taking the survey, if you are the church planter or campus pastor, did you do a residency or internship mm. um, yeah, in yeah. the last, I think it was the last five years before um, launching whatever you, you helped launch? And more than one third said yes. And I'll really? say, were you assessed? And that was well over half. But you know, assessment is like a weekend or a, a weekend yeah. thing. Uh, a residency or an internship is a big commitment. And uh, absolutely, that's a game changer. But let me, before yeah. you comment, let me tell you the, the biggest game changer. We ask multi-site directors. In other words, those mm -hmm. responsible for mm -hmm. their church's multi-site campuses. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer that your campus pastor uh, be assessed? And mm -hmm. so far, I'm sorry, do you prefer that your campus pastor have done a residency or mm -hmm. internship? So far, you want to guess what the, what they're saying? It's high. I'll give you that. Yeah, I was going to say it's high. Like, I, you know, that that's from your previous studies. You know, I, I've said, I think it was like 91% of all campus pastors are from within the congregation. So yeah. it's a very super high. So I would imagine this would be similar number, 80, 90%. You I would say it. it's quite it's high. 87% so far. That, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to me, this is this is just this whole idea that's bubbling all over of uh, mm -hmm. doing a ministry residency before uh, mm -hmm. actually planting, launching your campus. Uh, I just see that as more and more happening and moving that direction. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, and that on that particular one, the interesting takeaway for multi-site churches on that particular piece is I think so many times when we're trying to hire people, we look externally. We're thinking like, I got to go find people. And you know, the, the advice I, and it's because of your past work, I quote it all the time. I'm like, stop thinking about that. The first, if you're going to have 10 campuses, the first nine of them are going to come within your church. The problem is you got to go find those nine people now and start developing them. How do we, you know, we don't, well, let's not wait until we need a campus pastor. We've got to start, you know, who are the top nine people that we think we might, might potentially five years from now be a campus pastor. Let's work on how do we develop those people now develop them from within, raise them up in the system. So yeah, that's interesting. That continues to resonate. That doesn't surprise me at all. I remember the first survey I did on multi-site when it was just, you know, words mm-hmm. were just starting. And by the way, in this survey, we ask, what do you call your person? And campus pastor mm. is still overwhelmingly the top choice. Location pastor is 11%. Uh, site, I'm sorry. Location pastor is 15%. Site pastor is 11%. And other is uh, 6%. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to use the phrase campus pastor, but if you need to translate, sure. okay. But, but way back to early on, the very first survey I did of multi-site when it was first starting, I asked, uh, the following question was in there. And when people asked me about the survey, I said, here's the question that surprised me the most. We asked, mm-hmm. when you launched a new campus, did lay involvement go down, stay the same, or go up? And Rich, I think that's mm-hmm. the stat you were referring to that lay involvement. It was mm-hmm. like 87% or 91%. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was such a surprise to me that the next time, a couple of years later, when we did through Leadership Network, another multi-site survey, I asked the same question again and got the same ridiculously, mm-hmm. delightfully high Yeah, percentage. absolutely. So all that, well, you're, I, yeah, you're mobilizing I, your lay people. Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Multi-site, I, again, the way I've said it internally is multi-site uh, from my own personal experience and, ta- and working with so many churches, it is like the best way that I've seen to mobilize people, to get more people plugged into the mission. And obviously church planting does that as well. It's a, you, you, because there's like this interesting, we got to find people, we got to get them plugged in. We, you know, we, we have to get them. We can't just have people sitting. We've got to get them. My son, interestingly, he's in, in college now, and he started going to a church that's a couple of years old. They launched right, actually they launched fall 2019, right before the pandemic. So they're still very much in the, in the church plant mode. And he's like, the lead guy's name's Jesper. He's like, Jesper, he's like really good at getting people to volunteer. And I'm like, yeah, cause he has to, like he, you, you have to get people mobilized. Like if he doesn't get it there, it's not going to happen. So love that. I think you got a couple more. Don't give us the number one yet. I want to do something before we get to the number one yet, but yeah, I think you got a couple more. Let me just do an aside. You're, leaders are so good when the campus is new at raising up lay people. And then when you start needing staff, yes. That's the big fork in the road. If you hire staff to be mm. doers instead of yes. minister makers, instead of leader makers, instead of pastor makers, then you move mm. all this great lay power, you diminish it, and you, you change it into only the paid. That's the temptation right there. Yeah, that is absolutely. the temptation that so many of us fall into. Okay, number two may seem obvious, but 10 years ago, if I had asked, what are you doing online? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, most, right, right. You would have gotten we yes. broadcast our services. Yes, um, yes. And let me just give you kind of I'm going to rank them in the order. We gave mm-hmm. like 25 choices. You know, you do you communion mm-hmm. online, do you counseling online. Here, here were the top ones. Number one was corporate mm-hmm. worship. Number two mm-hmm. was small groups, which is I mean, my wife and mm-hmm. I are leading a couples uh, uh, small group, 
and it happens tonight mm-hmm. and we're going to meet three times in person. I live, we're, we're based mm-hmm. in New York where things aren't quite as, as healing uh, as mm-hmm. in other parts of the uh, continent. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, but each week it's on zoom and it's working great. I mean, we never mm-hmm. would have imagined that. So small groups, mm-hmm. then third staff meeting, fourth prayer mm-hmm. teams, fifth mm-hmm. counseling, sixth mm-hmm. children and on it goes. Mm-hmm. And all these That's things amazing. that, you know, we just wouldn't have imagined that we could do. No, it's so true. Even personally, like we, we, you know, we've been, you know, we, we have obviously journeyed together a little bit with liquid and, you know, we started doing church online in 2009 and, you know, have a long journey there, but in my own personal life, it really took the pandemic to convince me, oh, I can do stuff online, (laughs) like even coaching and like, you know, meeting with other leaders and, and all of that, even though, you know, I've, we've invested a lot, done a lot to get, but uh, there's, that's something there. Before we get to number one, I want to encourage people to go to unseminarysurvey.com. We'll have the link in the show notes, but we just want to make it super easy. You're listening to the Unseminary podcast. Just go to unseminarysurvey.com. It only takes 15 minutes. um, And I know you've got some kind of benefits for people. You've got like, if you, I know you've got like draws for Amazon gift cards and stuff like that. Tell us through and you get access to the survey. Tell us about a few of those things before we get to the number one. Let me tell you three of them. One is you get a copy of the findings and you get invited to a webinar where I'm going to answer the questions a week later. So if you got specific Mm -hmm. questions, I I can't wait to answer them uh, because usually Mm -hmm. I learn so much if someone says, well, did you compare this to that? Or the people who said Mm -hmm. yes to this, you know, Mm -hmm. do they tend to be over there? I'm like, what a good question. And I go look it up and uh, then I can say something helpful on the webinar. So, so one, Mm -hmm. you get to learn. Um, and, and I can't wait to share it with you. And ECFA does things with excellence. I'll be illustrated and easy to understand Mm -hmm. and so forth. Number two, yes, we do have those Amazon gift card drawings. I think we've got eight at $50 each. And and we really do, nice. you know, we use a randomizer to pick names when I've done this in previous <laughs> Shocker. Well, well yeah. I say that yes. because when we write people and say, you've won, this is not a joke. You won. Yes. People um, are like, is this what I has to Yes, it's spam. Yeah. It's, and yes, it usually yes. takes That's my funny. assistant a couple of times to say, no, you really, we want to give you an Amazon <laughs> gift card. Your That's name funny. was random. That. Like, for those in the US, we want to mm-hmm. give you spiritual demographics of your zip code or you know the area that Love you it. select. We want to help you see, you know, how many, how many single adults are there in your community? What is the racial makeup of your community? What are the what are the needs in terms of uh, parents at home, single parents, and so forth? Love it. Um, that it's going to help you identify needs that you can meet in Jesus' name, and it's a tool that you can use with your team and all that. So, and I think there are two or three That's other s- incentives listed, but we want to make this uh, worthwhile for you. Um, and yeah, I, lo- oh, oh, I love oh, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I one more. Yes. We have the top five tools for church planning from ECFA. Like, like over the years, oh, we've right. come up with a bunch of resources and mm. we picked the five most. So like how to start a new church or how to do the right. housing allowance for the, for the minister or campus pastor or, or how yeah. to, you know, set up a budget or, a, you know, determine wow. cash flow level. So, so this is, this is really stuff that's going to help you. And F-R-E-E yes. for taking the survey. 
Yeah, that's great. Again, friends, just drop by unseminarysurvey.com. Uh, that'll just, just redirect you, take you right to the survey. I'd encourage you to do this. I would say it's worth doing it. It's only 15 minutes. It's worth doing it just to get the the, the one thing, which is just to get the results is killer. You're going to literally, you're going to be given um, incredible insights that'll help you as you look to the future in whatever kind of way you're involved in multiplication. It'll, But then all this other stuff is like just incredible gravy on top. It's definitely worth your time. It's worth your team. It's worth encouraging your team as well. Like if you've got people on your team, um, like if you're the executive pastor, get your lead pastor to do it as well. Um, so that, you know, you might get a slightly different nuanced well, uh, views on it. Which would be goes fantastic. down a different path than the yes. campus pastor. Yeah, which is wonderful. So I want to do that. Now you said there were seven. You've given us six of them. This is amazing. What's number one? Okay. Has your church, and then I'll bring in a multi-site parallel, but if, mm -hmm. I'll first do it at the church level. Has your church, and we give them involvement in other church planning, and the top of the heap that we asked them was, have you been directly involved in launching one or more churches. We also say, have you been indirectly? Like, you know, we give money to a mm -hmm. fund or we encourage or we prayed for mm -hmm. this, but have you been directly involved with planting mm -hmm. one or more new churches? More than one third said yes. So far it's wow. 39%, almost four <laughs> out of 10. That is That's a amazing. game changer. If that ends up being true and what's happened, and let me give you the multi-site parallel. Yeah, yeah, that's Have amazing. Have you added another campus? Has your church that you're a multi-site campus of added a new campus in the same same time period in the last three years? Okay, last one for church planning was 39%. This mm -hmm. is two-thirds. This is 65% wow. have said that. That's amazing. So I can't wait to dig and, you know, kind of like, because we ask, when did you launch? And so I can yes. do post-pandemic or pre-pandemic. Uh, but, yep. but I'm thinking this is saying that there have been lots of launches, both mm -hmm. leading up to the pandemic, but but during the pandemic. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and it also speaks, frankly, on the demographic side, it speaks to you're getting the right people to take the survey, right? These are people that are actually engaged in this you know, activity. You're right. You're right. And, and I which paid is, an which academic. Is good, right? To, to tear apart my survey. And that's one of the things he said, you know, you're going to get the choir in there and they're going to give yep. you the rosiest point of view because they're, you know, they're all in and they're doing what yep. they believe in. Uh, Which so is what you want though. Life. You want, we want to know what those people are up to. Yeah. And so that's showing you like, Hey, there's, yeah. there's good, you know, you, you've hit the right market. That's, that's great. Well, Warren, this is incredible. I, again, it's unseminarysurvey.com. We'll link it in the show notes. You'll get an email about it. So we'll pester you about it. As you know, if you hang out with Unseminary, we've known to pester you from time to time. I really do want you to take this. Um, Warren, is there anything else just as we kind of wrap up this episode, anything else you'd like to share or anything else we want to make sure we send people to? I'm sure this is like the big thing these days, but anything else you want to say as we wrap up? Now, just thank you. Thank you for your investment of a few minutes is going to help thousands, if not tens of thousands of other people. Uh, just thank you. It, they're hard questions. They're not easy questions. Like I'm going to ask you, you know, your attendance, different years or the finances, how do you, so you have to think about it. It's not just a yes, no, but we, we try to limit the questions so that uh, you can, if you, if you move quickly, uh, 15 mm -hmm. minutes. 
Yeah, love it. Well, one last question for you. Can I get you to come back on? Maybe in the, you know, after the dust settles and you've you've chewed on all the data, I would love to have you back on to to, you know, test some of these theories. It might be kind of interesting to see some of the early data versus, you know, what actually ended up coming out. Would you be open to that? Warren, can I bend your arm to come back on the show? For you, Rich, who who bent my arm oh, to spill the beans already, let's, <laughs> let's sure. come back and let your listeners be among the first Good. Uh, to hear what people said. Yep. Great. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Warren. Appreciate you. Again, it's unseminarysurvey.com. Drop by there. T- do it. You know, set aside the 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. You know, f- got to have some focused thinking time. You can't do this in the car on the way in the morning. Uh, do that and, uh, and you'll help not only your own church, but like you say, thousands of other churches. Thanks so much, Warren. So glad that you've been here. Uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.